Welcome to episode 226 with Lyric Lewis. I think it's 226. If any of you uh, are brilliant um, number keepers and you've been paying attention to what I've numbered these episodes, I'm all over the place, so I think we're back on track. Uh, anyway, Lyric could not be more awesome, and uh, I hope you enjoy the episode. I am recording this in the lobby of the Eureka Theater up at Sketchfest, so it has nearly begun. I hope I'll be seeing some of you very soon. Uh, Shout-out-wise, I want to thank Kayla for her wonderful email and wish her the best of luck in her upcoming podcast. And then Nick, I want to thank for his fabulous new uh, MASH questions. And I actually used some brand new questions from Kendra on the episode with Lyric. So uh, those are always so fun. Sometimes I um, freeze up and can only think of uh, old perennial favorites. So I love new suggestions. Anyway, I hope to see you during Sketchfest. And uh, for those of you who can't make it, I will talk to you next time on the podcast. Now entering Nerdist.com. circumstances starting i've already started recording fancy microphone though. uh very fancy it's microphone very, it's pretty if you need to have like a lip-syncing battle after this <laughs> employing this microphone i, I will yeah i'm welcome. I have to borrow because I mean, they're real pretty i like they're it they're shiny yes they remind me of like the olden days things. of like television when oh, people yeah. were mm-hmm. when it's like we could talk like this yes when they had to talk like this yes yes uh and i also want to thank you for not immediately making fun of my raccoon slippers I love them. I saw them. I saw them and I love them. Can I be honest with you? I got them for Christmas and their ears uh, are, you know, for those of you who can't see, which is all of you except one, the person (laughs) I'm talking to, uh, they were like much bigger, you know, like pom poms that you get on the back of like gym socks. And did you wash them? Are they just. I I trimmed them. You trimmed them. I felt they didn't look accurate. I was like. You don't raccoons want them to look, don't have giant puppy You didn't ears. want your ca- raccoon socks to look cartoonish, so you <laughs> gave them a trim. <laughs> to I make didn't, them look I needed to, sh- I was like shaving it down with like my, fi- my scissors. And I was like, this is, I mean, they're still round, which I don't think is accurate, but I tried to kind of you cut, groom cut them. them into like a shape that looked They're cute raccoon. though. I'm all about a fuzzy sock and slipper. And then one of them slipper. started to fall apart. Oh no. So this one just started shedding all of its little palms because I clearly cut too Well, see, close. that one might be accurate. Like I know, a real raccoon. Like he got in a fight exactly. see exactly see exactly you're uh, onto something you made child what a <laughs> child except for a child would be like content with the raccoon the big pom-poms yeah and of course i had to be like well i I'm you're like they adult, need to be accurate so science to come over and, and their ears and don't look side. like this yeah exactly i love that you trim them yeah i love that you groom the raccoon ears. thank you very much <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> Uh, amazing. Um, my, uh, my boyfriend was like, was asking about you and was like, oh, who, you know, who's coming over earlier? And he was like, oh yeah. And then he was looking at your Twitter feed and he was like, oh, you guys are gonna get along so great. And he pointed to a tweet that said the Whole Foods hot bar. Yes. Showing up today. 
because he teases me because I try to sort of make it to a Whole Foods in every city that I yes. ever go. And I'm like, I'll feel safe. I'll feel safe. You and know what you're getting as long you as I know what's there. Ugh, it feels very bougie, but it's it, it's but it's also I like, like it. it used to be that there were no natural markets at all. I'm sure like five people will write me and say Whole Foods does this wrong. This they do this, this wrong. They, they buy this. They, 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 they kill children and put yes. it in their meatballs. Like and I'm sure there's stuff mm-hmm. that I don't know about that I'm being willfully ignorant about. But it is like because it is my version of like I would never go to Paris and eat McDonald's. Right, but some people do. Yes, but that is my version of that. Like if I'm in a different city, you're like a tiny. Like when I was in like Jacksonville, Florida, which is very small, and they had a whole phone. No, okay. Did they? That's a good example of like no, they did not. And uh-huh. so, and that was like, and it was, and I have out some food allergies. I don't, I can't uh-huh. control it. It's not something it's, that I. It's, it's not like a lifestyle choice. It's your body. It's my body. My stupid body. Your body. And so it's not like a like a bougie thing where I'm like, uh, I'm sorry, I don't eat. You know, and it is tough. Like going to, and then you go to a normal grocery store and you're like, oh yeah, of course, there's like plenty of stuff. I right, can get. but. There is something about feeling like cradled. I love it. And it's, we live across the street from one. Nice. And so the one on Coldwater. And so like, for lunch, especially like for like a meal, if like we don't feel like cooking, and I'm like, because their baked chicken is amazing. It's like wonderful. they just and they it's like wonderful. keep it healthy. They have like a whipped mashed potato, whipped uh, sweet potatoes. Yeah, yeah, which yep. are so good, and yeah. it's like a healthier option just to the regular mash. Yeah. Black, I just like all these options that I'm like I can go and get a nice hot plate yeah. there, and it's healthy. I can get some steamed vegetables. Yeah. I love it. I love it too. My puppy likes the chicken. Your puppy likes the chicken. I feed him some I of that chicken. I, does that? make your dog get beggy in general when uh he smells he smells yes. uh well, when he smells human food is he like uh-oh this could be for me kind of but like we also like i'm still like we're very strict with him that like yeah. i treat him so i'm like this is yes. a treat this is special like i was sick and so i he stayed in the house with me all day and i could tell he wanted to go outside and it was raining so we just couldn't go yeah. but when i went there i was like this is some chicken because you be like you know i kept you inside and you've been a good boy mm-hmm, and he didn't mm-hmm. like bite me to death because he's still a puppy <laughs> oh wow okay. he's only four months so like oh he's still gosh, so, he's so and he's so little that i felt bad that he wanted to go play and yeah. like i just was feeling so sick yeah what uh kind of dog he's a maltese he's a maltese okay his i can see you showed me a picture of him white he really is like kind of t- his tucked name into is a corner dr alan style. grant because <laughs> jurassic park is my favorite movie <laughs> And so we can agree that he does not look like a Dr. Alan Grant. He doesn't. It's but amazing. His collar says, and we, you know, we watched Jurassic Park together. And he amazing. actually was, I think the dinosaur sounds kind of freaked him out, but he was like very He's curious as to what was happening. That's also a very satisfying moment when you realize that your animals are interested in what you're watching. Cause mm-hmm. there's such a, like this constant, it's so funny because I have dogs, whenever someone who comes over and does a podcast who has dogs, inevitably for the first like 10 minutes of the podcast, it feels like an all dog podcast. Like, yes. Oh, I only talk about dogs in my podcast, but there is that feeling of, I've talked about this on the podcast before that those moments I still have, cause I did not grow up with dogs. I mean, I grew up with dogs, like, right. you know, my friends had dogs or whatever, but not, in I the- did not have one. And so it, it still hits me, even though I've had one of my dogs for like 13 years. Wow. Sometimes it still hits me like you're an animal. I don't know what you're thinking. I, we have a real trust situation going on here with each other. You know, right, it's like goes yeah. both ways. Um, but that idea that we don't need dogs for anything, like no one's help, like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not, it's not like I'm sitting on the porch with a shotgun and my dog. It's not like right. I'm hunting for animals. It's not like he's pulling a plow. It's not like he's caring. You know what I mean? It's just it's like, like all love. It's just pure love. love. And 
so in those moments when I'm like, I don't know what you like, what are you? <laughs> like, what do you, I know you're not thinking what I'm thinking. What are you thinking? Yeah. So when you see it, like when there's those moments of anthropomorphizing where you're like, oh, my dog's interested also in Jurassic yeah. Park. Yes. Hey, it's so great. It's so common funny. ground here. Because my boyfriend, his dog, when he was growing up, he had like a little Bashan poodle mix and she was really into women's basketball, <laughs> which was the best that one of their so <laughs> wonderful they left her with um like a oh. sitter and this woman would watch her whenever the family went on vacations yeah. and so the sitter was like do you guys and her name was mary like merry christmas which was so cute and so she was like do you guys ever like watch basketball with her and they were like no and she was like only women's basketball though but <gasps> mary would like sit and like watch it Isn't but like anything else on tv no but like she loved women's basketball <laughs> so i was like she was a little feminist <laughs> She loves soft serve, but she just <laughs> but just women's sports. She would watch. That is fantastic. Isn't that like crazy? It's amazing that she would know the difference. So like a men's yeah. basketball game, she was totally disinterested and like would Isn't not hang around. That crazy. I, I wonder was the were the are the announcers typically? I feel like the announcers are typically male, no matter what. That's sport what it I is. think. Like so I don't think it wasn't even like it wasn't like a thing. Yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah, that is so fabulous. <laughs> How <laughs> wonderful. And so you're engendering a love of dinosaurs on in Dr. Dr. Alan, Alan Grant. Grant. <laughs> do you call, do you, have a, do you have a nickname for him? We call him Alan. Okay. <laughs> Which is just great. I think like you might call him Doc, but you call him we Alan. We call him Alan. I mean, one of my dog's name is Scott, so I'm not I the love last that. person who's going like, you know. Yeah, we just call him Alan. are great. Alan. Alan. Just Alan. I would, now I need to see the picture again <laughs> later because I need to look at it knowing that his name Dr. is Alan. Alan. Feel free to get back up. Um, I mean, that's... <laughs> Dr. Allen. That's really great. I do want him to do some archaeological research for me. I trust him. We're getting his, there. Uh, He's still a pup, so I'm letting him be a puppy. But then as yeah. soon as he gets a teenager, then we're going to start. We're hitting the books. Yeah. Oh, got to. Got to. Got to get him some we're glasses. I feel sure. Got to get him a little hat. Gotta That's the main cute, key is the little cute yet sophisticated hat. hat. I couldn't agree more. I'm just to call Sam Neill myself and ask for the hat he wore in the movie. We'll what see if, if that? What if that was it. your number one goal? And I wouldn't be surprised if it were to if get was, those two in a picture together. The two Dr. Alan Grants. That would be. He seems like a pretty game guy. I feel like he would be game. Yeah, I think he's got a sense of I humor. I think he'd be close. I think he'd be like, I'll do, I'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's my Sam Neill impression. I'll, I'll okay, no, I'll do, do mine. It. I've perfected mine. Yeah. I will do it. Yes. Uh, uh, oh. You probably couldn't tell which one of us that was. And or if, if Sam Neill was, was, was here. Because he was might he in the room? be here. Yeah. Uh, God, that would be such a great I'll surprise. It. Sam, <laughs> can you come in here, please? This is a total coincidence. Coincidence. You, you're going to die. You're I know you thought die. you were talking about your Merlin days on this <laughs> podcast, but we're talking about Jurassic uh, Subject change, buddy. Now, why is Jurassic Park your favorite movie? By the way, I support that wholeheartedly. Yes, it's so weird. I think that when it came, I don't know what it did to me. I think I was like always into like weird shit when I was a kid. Like I used to, I wanted to be a paleontologist for a while. Nice. And like a forensic scientist. Like I was into like, reconstructing things from like bones and like weird stuff but i think that because jurassic park came out what in 94 Mm, that sounds right i think like 94 so i was like nine at the time and i think that like i don't know why it just hit i think it was the first time that i think because of like how they did like the puppetry but the dinosaurs looked so real yeah that when i saw it in the theater it like really just imprinted on me that i I was like you like it put to life i was i think literally i was just so blown away away as a child and it put to real life something that like was in books yeah. that looked that didn't look like a computer that looked yeah. real but i was like i mean i think you were like the perfect age because i'm older I, than you and i saw it and i was 
still, I was a, definitely still in my teens, mm-hmm. but I like was, I've, I think I've even said this on the podcast before. Somehow I've already talked about Jurassic Park. Maybe not too much, but I remember there was a very little kid sitting next to me. He was like four. Mm-hmm. And when T-Rex was like attacking the kids in the car, yeah. he was losing his mind. And I was so angry at the parents. Like, it's, yeah. like at least I wasn't an adult being angry at someone's parenting, but I yeah. still was a teenager. <laughs> like, what are they, what? I'm Why terrified. Why yeah. is this child? I'm terrified, you know? Yeah. Well, I think 9, 10, 11 is probably like the sweet spot to yeah. really just be like, it was still able to handle scary. it blown away. But I, would, I think I literally was, it was the first movie that I think like really, it blew me away. Yeah. And like the story was amazing. Yeah. The and music's like music's amazing. And I think it had all, like it just, everything checked off on the checklist. Spielberg yeah. did it. He did it. And after that, I was just like hooked. Yeah. And what I was like, about I, the sequels and stuff? I think, I mean, pff, I enjoy them, I think, because I'm a lover of the franchise right, right, by right. default. Yeah. Um, to, You're like, I'm a, I'm, I'm going to continue loving the first one as my favorite movie. It is. So I'm going to take these as like, as like some fun, some like fun extras. F- yes. Yeah. And I think they were like, fine. I just feel like you can't top one ever. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what it is that like, and especially since I saw one in the theaters that like, you know, I didn't like watch one at home. Like I got right. the full THS, yeah. THX experience in the yeah. theater where like, I just feel like you can't top it. World was very fun. Yeah. I think it was super fun. Yeah. But I still think like you can't top one. Three was like also fun. It was crazy. But they brought. Which one's three? Is three with Tia Leone? Yes. Okay. They brought Dr. Grant back, who yeah. was one yeah, of my yeah, faves. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I dug it. And yeah. like two was also fun with like them going to San Francisco and stuff. But I just think one was just so like clean. It was like well done. It wasn't. Yeah. And it was still about like. This is such, and that's such a huge part of what I love about movies. I love mm-hmm. is the wonder, like the yes. wonder of it. Not only were you feeling the wonder of it as the viewer because you hadn't seen that before, and you had this passion for you know the idea of being a yeah. forensic scientist, and, but also Spielberg is very much like, aren't isn't this amazing? Like, let's all wonder at this. Yes. Whereas the ones that followed was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, with the dinosaurs, we recreate them. It's a big deal, but there but it's isn't like a, as much, much like, of a wonder. Where oh, yeah, Spielberg, I think, is amazing you know? for creating like a childlike wonder yes, in movies, and 100%. I think that's why one is just so magical. Couldn't agree because more. the rest of the format is very much like, but then it's exciting and they're this right versus like, like Spielberg is just like on the yeah, and it's just like with that we didn't need a twist. The yeah. dinosaurs got out. I mean, how much time did we spend on like the hillside and getting to see Laura Dern and Sam Neill be uh, so moved and like you know seeing the Brontosaurus or exactly. whatever exactly just like and just but. seeing them just look at them like that's what it's about. It's like yeah. that we're like fascinated by these they're back to life yeah so i think that's what yeah and then i was a camp counselor at the science museum of minnesota for several years and so then i just further immersed myself that's fantastic is that where you were when you were a teenager is that when you yeah i was born in new orleans but then when i was 12 we moved to st paul minnesota different very different you went from one of the most culturally iconic cities cities of the south to like the world to to st paul which also has i think from what i've heard i've never been there but it's like how what well let me and listen i hate to out you on this but you are not white yes yes i'm a a african-american woman she figured it out out. took it took some time it took some time time. you started to see the light bulb like very slowly start to come on yeah yes (laughs) um but that's is there is there a a big african-american population in saint paul i guess i don't imagine it because i always imagine but not really a bunch of like hearty nice white folks yes it there is more than you think but i remember like when i because i was from and lived in new orleans 
pre-Katrina and pre-Katrina was 60% African-American yeah. the entire city. Yeah. So I grew up just kind of like being in the majority. Like, you know, it's just like my, you know what I mean? Like yeah. what I saw was just, but it was still like very And it's mixed. also like a very rich cultural, culturally. Like there's not just like, and for, believe me, I already have like, I, I've had, I've so much white guilt and so much uh, like uh, <laughs> discomfort talking about race that thank God I've just pushed past them. Like I, I'd rather yes. talk about it than not. But it's also not a city where it's like, this is what the black community is. Yeah, no. You know what I mean, which is not true of any city, but, but like in terms of how it presents itself to an outsider, mm-hmm. you might be like, oh, well, you know, in such and such, like, unfortunately, the black community is like, tends to be more poor and tends right. to be, you know, versus like, no one thinks of New Orleans that way. It's like, there's every kind of person there, every yeah. kind of socioeconomic background. And they don't shy away from the history there, which don't I think Don't shy you away grew, from the history. You know, Absolutely. I grew up. Like knowing exactly what happened, you know, the history of the city, you know, why the city was as mixed up as it was, why it looks, why we look the way we did in the city, like why some of us have French last names. Yeah, yeah. Some of us don't. Like, um, even my family, like two generations, I think before my great, my great grandfather, our last name was French Mm -hmm, and they mm -hmm. just changed it because they were like, no. Yeah you'll be Louis versus, you know, St. Louis. Like, you know, but just like we know exactly what that, like it's very much integrated in Mm -hmm. every part of life. Like Mm -hmm. even in the French quarters, they still have um, in the French market, like on the ground, in the concrete, like the shackle points. And Mm -hmm. like, it's very much just like, oh, this is where besides, you know, selling fruits and produce this is where like the slave trade happened and this is where the docks happen. but it's like so like you grow up learn like you know what i mean that it's like it's just there so do you feel like you got so you had that sort yeah it's not in a history book you're not just Mm -hmm. reading about it in that way like i'm from tucson arizona and Mm -hmm. there's definitely a black population there but there isn't that kind of it really is like all my black friends in school was like they're reading about it they're not they don't have a they don't have a direct association with it physically where they can see that, where right. they can be, where their families are with them experiencing right. it. And so I feel like that's, I mean, in terms of like whatever the levels are of experiencing that and understanding mm-hmm. it, I think it would be better on whatever level to have it be like, this is fucking oh, yeah. like and concrete like, part of... And very verbally passed down too because all of our grandparents and everybody still live there where, you know, the stories... You know what I mean? Like if your family is from there, it's like nine times out of ten. Like yeah. somebody was living somewhere. So they, yeah. you know, you have that also oral history as whereas, yeah, you're able to see even like on St. Charles Avenue and like some of the bigger streets in New Orleans, like these big grand houses has still have like the tiny slave quarter houses in the back. Yeah. And I remember just being like, well, mom, what's that? Is that like a, ho- like a little kid house? Yeah. Cause I, cause they look it's perfect for a tiny child. To yes. play in. And they look exactly like the bigger ones. Yeah. And so you just think that they're pretty and you're like, Oh, that's nice. And she's like, well, that's what that was for. But like a lot of them, because they want to keep the cultural integrity up, that they're like, they leave them there and they're like, yeah. this is what this was. And then you grow up and you're like, Oh, all right. Like yeah. I, you know, you get to see it. Yeah. Do you feel like you have a different kind of relationship to that? Do you feel um, like in terms of where our anger comes from? I feel like mm-hmm. I have a lot of anger. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like in my day to day life, uh-huh. I feel like not angry ever. Yeah. But I know what my uh, buttons are that get pushed. And yeah. for me, it's being... um objectified by strangers Mm -hmm. that is something that i have like a 
like a flip yeah. that like a switch that flips mm-hmm. and i fucking lose my mind and like mm-hmm. i don't trust myself i feel i will make a very stupid decision someday yeah. where i act like i'm a superhero <laughs> in a very dangerous situation yeah and it has nothing to do with bravery it is pure stupidity yeah based on like whatever anger i have inside uh-huh. do you feel like that do you what your what is your relationship with with the sort of like history of the black experience in mm-hmm. new orleans versus like did you experience it differently when you moved to st paul i'm sorry that i'm getting oh, so absolutely. into this i'm just fascinated like i mean and, in st paul it's so as like because minnesota also also is like very much like a little melting pot itself yeah. like because don't you feel like New Orleans is like, this is our city. This is not a city mm-hmm. that we live in because we have to, because we were dragged here. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, well, yeah, it's I mean, your, like, like this is as much your city as it, the as culture it possibly there could. was just very pro- like, yeah. And it's like a vibe. To, like, Versus I feel like, like uh, this is our city and you also live here. Yeah. You know no, no, I mean? no. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely. Yeah. Especially like I said, pre Katrina, it was very, yeah. Like and there also, was like a vibe I say, you at to any the time, city. Please just be like, Janet. You're so I just get up and leave, asshole. and I'm like, "But thank you for the yeah. tea, oh Janet." God, can you imagine? Well, I, the I guess I wouldn't put it out. I wouldn't put the episode out. But what if I did put the episode out? Still, then it would be like, uh, then it'd be on Huffington Post, and people would be like, "Listen to what this happened." This could be really great for both of our careers. Let's stage a fake <laughs> fight, po- and then like they interview us. Yeah. We get on, we get on like a late night. We get on Jimmy Fallon, and he yeah. wants to talk about it. It's gonna be great. So, guys, it's gonna happen. What is that thing you said? But yeah, Minnesota is like way different where it's still a melting pot. But if I feel like it's still like, I feel like it's, it's, and because there's so much my, uh, migration sure, yeah. immigration. we're like there's a lot there's like a big Hmong community in minnesota mm-hmm, there's yeah, like a yeah, lot of somalians sure. so it's yep, like it's yep. so much more mixed up than i ever experienced in what area like where did, why did you guys move and did you move into uh, a more ethnically diverse area oh yeah well That's st paul is the capital so it's super right. diverse i mean yeah. minneapolis i think is obviously bigger and more but we moved to st paul which was i mean the most different type of cultures i'd seen ever as a kid and my mom moved because she had a job offer she used to work for the arts council in new orleans cool so she had like another arts like job offer in minnesota and because obviously minnesota has a ton of state money yeah it just was and the schools there are like amazing like oh nice as on a parent checklist Mm -hmm. it's like very safe it's very clean the Mm -hmm. school system is like yeah you know amazing and she just had the opportunity to make so much more money so she took it as an opportunity to be like i'm gonna give you guys a better life sure and because new orleans uh me and three younger siblings oh okay because new orleans is like and i love new orleans like love it and of course different parts you live in can be better but like i mean the crime rate was like astronomical when i was like you know it still was very much like a like a you know type of like new york a type of like that Mm -hmm. type of city where it was you know yeah whereas minnesota is like Pretty much, with the exception of like some parts of Minneapolis, very nice all around. Mm-hmm. So she thought that would be great. And like, yeah, like I said, when I moved, I'd never seen, um, like I'd seen, I knew Vietnamese people because they have a big population in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. But like that was it. So I never, I didn't know that there were like different like types of Asians by large. I'd never seen Africans. So like Somali, like Nigerians, like nothing. I don't think I'd seen um, a ton of Hispanic people like I just like as a kid because it was so that part was nice that I got to get outside of my bubble at mm-hmm. such a young age yeah agreed agreed which I think ended up by default helping me with comedy later on yeah absolutely that like I, I'd never 
this is so random, but I never listened to like a ton of pop either uh-huh. in New Orleans. Yeah. So like when I moved to Minnesota, the main radio station, KDWB, um, it's like just pop and like this like very Creed type of radio <laughs> station. <laughs> like passionate white guy music. But like even stuff like that, like I'd never really heard like No Doubt or like bands oh, sure, like that sure. before I moved to the Midwest. Yeah. And like so culturally what were you my listening to was it mostly new orleans type music or was yeah it a lot of like hip-hop r&b, rap, R&B yeah, yeah. and like some but like uh just like even old r&b oldest but like mm-hmm, it was very mm-hmm. much like i said little population there before katrina was 60 percent black so like a ton of my experience was yeah. like you know a very black experience like i went to school this is so funny because i went to school with like obviously all types of kids but like i remember i think i must have been like six like in the first grade <laughs> i didn't think that white people went to the bathroom Oh, bless your heart. And this is a kind of delicious story. I went to, I, I will never forget, I went to the bathroom and I heard this girl, I forget her name, I don't remember what her name was, but she was like in the bathroom and she was like struggling to go to the bathroom. Oh. She was like a little constipated or something. Oh. And I was so worried about her because I just didn't understand what was happening. And I was like, are you okay? And she was crying. She was like, yeah, like my poo won't come out. And I went and I told Ooh. a teacher and I was like, and I said it so earnestly, I was like, white people poo too? And she was like, yeah. And that's how, like, I just was like. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, we, like, and so yeah. I was like, oh, she does that. <laughs> so God, stupid. Of, and then your teacher quietly, solemnly hands you the book, Everyone Poops. And Everyone. Like, and, and I was. That's why this book was written. <laughs> but I remember that so vividly because yeah. I remember being so confused. Like, I was like, well, she goes to the bank. <laughs> so embarrassing i guess yeah i think i was i I don't i had so mine was so mixed from so early that i Mm -hmm. didn't i really didn't think about anything one way or the other other than that like i thought that hispanic culture was cooler than mine because (laughs) that was primarily what was taught in school my schools and so i always was like kind of like you know i was like single than mine was so much better than like "Mm -hmm, we like st patrick's day yeah shit like what's this so, um, but, uh, but other than that, I don't remember having those like specific racial like realizations or, right. you know, I mean, that's spectacular. It's so, and I remember, so, and you're so cute and worried about, I her. was so worried about, <laughs> yeah, that would be, by the way, a very scared, like to be that young and to hear and to someone hear like it, and that's why I was like, like, no, what is happening? Yeah. Girl, oh yes. my God. But what yeah. do you do? Are brothers or sisters, your siblings? Two brothers and one younger sister. Okay. Do you feel like the oldest kid? Like, were you like, did you have, did you babysit your, your, oh yeah, siblings? I babysat. You- I, my brother right underneath me were only, he's four years younger than me. So, yeah. I didn't do too much there, but my other brother's eight years younger than me and my sister's 10 years younger than okay, me. Okay. There you go. So, yes, lots of babysitting. And of course, once we moved to Minnesota, my mom, I had to take up like a second job for a little bit to kind of get us right. I would imagine that working in the arts probably still isn't like, it's mm-hmm. not like she was like, she programmed Rolling computer. Yeah, or like, yeah, she invented a blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah so uh, yeah, lots of babysitting, doing hair, like just, mm-hmm. So it's like where I have a very like mothering relationship mm-hmm. with them even now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a sister mother. Yeah. Did you, what was your high school like in, uh, in St. Paul? Oh, it was like I went to, well, we were a blue ribbon high school. So Wonderful. I was very proud of that. And you were in this, into science by this point? Uh, I wasn't into science, but then I also started acting by the, I nice. used to, I did children's theater in New Orleans as well. Oh, so cool. that's where I kind of got into it. Yeah. And then so by high school, I did like a uh, touring theater in high school, but my high school was called Central High School. 
which also was the high school of Charles Schultz. Oh, don't mind if I do. Don't mind if I drop a little peanuts up in there. So he's also an alum of my (laughs) high school. So our fellow alumnus together. Uh, not bad. But not I mean, bad it was at all. huge. Like, I went to a huge high school, which was so fun. Which is, that's also great to be enormous and great. Yeah. You know what I mean? To have that not be lost in like, because mm-hmm. that's the a, size what a lot of, of people school. say is like, I'm sorry, but if you're a large public high school, like, you're not going to be good. Yeah. And it you was know? great. Yeah, yeah. They like, yeah. So high school was so fun. And like I say, I started touring and really like kind of getting into like writing for myself and like dabbling in that. And I worked with like um, the public uh, television station there on like this teenage um like hot topic show oh my god called don't believe the hype please tell me that there's copies of that and i think there are the somewhere internet. don't believe don't That's believe the hype i wonderful. think there are and i interviewed like my high school theater about it and how like revolutionary we were because we toured and we brought Ooh. our own voices to other middle schools and high schools yes, in st paul indeed. and the surrounding areas hot topics hot topics <laughs> so yeah but um yeah so it was like great like i even though it was awkward for like my junior high years in Minnesota it was real awkward. Was it really? Was what it? was that? Well, and I think because different. I don't, I'll try to articulate this. And by I the way, I feel like middle school years are universally. They're the worst. Kind of the worst. But for I me, felt it was, like but. I had it together in New Orleans. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think because mm-hmm. I was from there, I had my friends. And I do think like the South is a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't remember like thinking about lip gloss <laughs> or like those things. And yeah. when we moved to St. Paul, I felt like I was 50 years behind and all the girls had like their little Bonnie Bell lip glosses and like, you know, they were just, and my mother didn't have like a ton of money when we first moved. So like down South, I, we were like, I don't even remember it being a thing, but like we moved and like, you know, I couldn't afford X, Y, and Z and I had an accent. And so like people like made fun of my accent and like, I just, what was your accent like? Um, so it was more like, like I'd be like, ooh, we fessing to have buku fun over at her house over there. Why you fessing to go after school? Because I want, like, it was very, and Adorable. so people were like, what? What is yeah. buku? Yeah. They're like, why is your accent musical and beautiful? And, and ours, ours is, is like, more like, hey. He want to see my cat? <laughs> <laughs> so it was, just, and I will never forget it. One day in the seventh grade, I was, and I, but I was still like very friendly. And I think that I, had like an ugly duckling phase, which I also credit, which is why I'm any type of funny now. Cause I think I had to be like funny yeah. for people to be, cause I was like, I have like, I'm like, my clothes are ugly. <laughs> I need to be funny for people to like, want to be my friend. So yeah. I was like walking with this girl in the hallway. Her name is Cheyenne. She's probably real sweet now. And she was, <laughs> she was sweet. And she looked at me and she was just like, lyric, like, why don't you use some fucking Carmex one day? And I was like, and I was just so like, what? And she was like, your lips are always ashy. You're always ashy. And I was like, I like, and I was just remember being so like mortified because I was like, how long have I been ashy? How long have I been walking Wait, around like she, this? Do you mind if I asked, is she white? No, she was a black okay. girl. Because like, if a white yeah. girl said to a black girl, something you was always ashy, ashy. Yeah. That's like, like an girl. invitation to have your fucking ass kicked by like everyone you know, no, because this you was, deserve to have your ass She was kicked. another black girl. She was in like the eighth grade and had like three boyfriends and had it together. Mm-hmm. I mean, together. Yeah. And I just thought we we got along because I was like funny. Yeah. But then she told me, she was like, I'm tired of looking at your little ashy <laughs> lips. And I was like, and I didn't know what Carmex was. Like, I just oh, didn't. I had like, I felt like I was still like a tomboy. Like yeah. I had no sense of like self but yeah and also like that's a slippery slope too because it it is that sort of thing where i remember feeling that same way too where Mm -hmm. i went from just being like 
I'm good like I am. Like, this, yeah. is me. this is me to, like, I'm sorry, I need what? I need to do what with my what? And, like, what else do I need? Oh, if I'm using this, I should also use that because that goes with that. And it really is. It just, like, becomes – and if you don't have a lot of money, then it really does become, like – well, I don't know how much, like, how I went much, from, it was it's all good awkward. to, like, now I need all this shit to and just be a person. And I was always into, other, like, even in high school, like, for a while, because I had my science museum job. So I was, like, working, and I would spend my money on, like, stuff. Like, I love, like, food. I love to buy a lot of food. But just, like, books. Like, I love to read. Yeah. Whereas all the other girls were, like, buying clothes. And I still was, like, I'm not into Like, I was, like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. But I remember it just was such, like, a, like I felt like I was, like, always trying to catch up to this, yeah, like, yeah. Midwest. Like, I didn't have any doc. What was the, what were those shoes? Were they Doc Martens? Probably. I had like some ripoffs. I had none I and I felt ones, I had no I had. LEI flare jeans. It uh-huh. took me a long time to buy my LEIs from Mervyn's, California. Uh-huh. <laughs> it took me a long I had no I never had a pair of Doc Martens. It took yeah. me forever to get a pair of Steve Madden's, like those <laughs> slides yeah. oh, yeah. that everyone oh, had. Oh my god, those slides. I didn't I have them that summer. And yeah. I missed it. And I, well, like, I love too that you have this sort of like dueling thing happening where you want to fit in but when it comes down to your hard-earned dollar, you're like, I do want to fit in, but like, I just want to buy that book. You know, like, I want to buy this other thing. I just wanted to and buy that's books. that's still one out, I think is kind of wonderful. You know, yeah. what kind of books did you like reading? Um, I loved reading like weirdly like adult books. Like um, my mom was like into like romance novels. Amazing. So like I would read hers. Um, I read a couple R.L. Stein adult books because I was into yeah. him as a kid. Like yeah, Goosebumps, yeah. Fear Street was my shit. Yeah, yeah. So I was into his adult stuff. Harry Potter got really big around the time. Mm-hmm, so like mm-hmm. I had that, like my brother had that set and I bought the editions, but like I was like reading those. Yeah. But big like science fiction-y type mm-hmm. of like, what excuse me whatever i could like get my hands on really i would just read everything how do how does i ask this because i didn't uh as a young person and definitely not as a as a a high school student read romance novels and so i'm wondering what like did that do you feel like that informed your idea of like dating and relationships to be sort of getting into these kind of swashbuckling like the guys like ripped and like scoops are up and this and that. Or yeah. am I also misrepresenting the v- variety of romance novels? I'm right. sure there's a million different ways you can like, yeah. you know, different types of books like that. Well, some of them, yeah. A lot of them are like very sexual, which yeah. I had no business reading I mean, that's part of my school. curiosity but too, then it was, is like, do you sort of feel like, because I, I do feel like, you know, I was watching stuff yeah. that I wasn't ready to do myself, but like, it was super exciting to watch To it, watch you know? it, Yes. But yeah, to read it, yeah, because it almost was like, is this what is happening to women? Like, is this what happens when and you, it's when it's you like, grow it's up? Intimate and it's words. It's not like you're watching a movie. There's something more removed about a movie, but like words because you can still create your own yeah. images. And yeah, so, it's yeah, private. it's more private experience. Kind yeah. Of thing. So, yeah, yeah, it definitely did have. I was like, wow, is this what and, and also as a teenager? knowing that your mom was reading like was there any sort like you know what i mean a weird like, I remember, out like finding a playboy one time mm-hmm. in my house and i was like wait hold up hold up like i have weird feelings about this yeah. like this is sex stuff and this is like my it's parent, so you know weird I, mean? I never was weirded out because the weird thing is she had them like on a bookcase i never actually saw her read them so right. i think maybe if i saw but like for some reason <laughs> if you saw her reading fanning herself <laughs> right then i might have been like ew you're enjoying this but i she had them and they were always on the shelf but like i felt like i was the only one reading them yeah 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 so yep, then yep, yep. yeah i that never was weirded out that actually totally makes sense yeah yeah i was like oh you just bought these but you don't have time to like read them so then i was like i'm and then like she i don't think she noticed that i was reading them right right 
So then yeah, I'm I just sure felt you probably like, wouldn't be like reading it, just sitting reading it at the table in front of her. Yes, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And then he did this. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> mom quick question for you what is no what is um but it sounds like you also were probably pretty busy if you were working at the science museum Mm -hmm. and if you were doing you were writing and kind of doing theater stuff yeah what were your um what were your dating experiences like if you had any i didn't start dating yeah that was junior high and like i feel like we had a lot of like crushes but like i was not allowed to date till i was 16 which I felt like, of course, you felt like you were dying. Right. And now looking back, I'm like, I could have waited till I uh-huh. was <laughs> yeah. 30. I'm just yeah. kidding. But um, yeah, it was weird. Like, I I feel like I liked guys, but I also was like, I just feel like I just wasn't as into boys as a lot of other girls were my, or just like, they were just like, it was just like weird. Like, I just, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, I could like read a book or watch a movie or whatever. Yeah. But my first boyfriend, his name was Snoopy. <laughs> okay, let's just, first of all, I, I, you had a kind of a, a requirement to do that because of Charles Schultz being an alum. You got to get involved with Snoopy. Yeah, his name was boyfriend. Snoopy on the street. Snoop Daddy is what he okay. called himself. And he would steal me cards from Walgreens <laughs> for like holidays. Sure. And he would like let sure. me know. He stole them. He was like, I stole them. They're really cool. And we met at a, <laughs> an imitation Michael Jackson concert at my high school. Because somebody in my high school Amazing. like performed as Michael Jackson. Yeah. And so he would Lip throw these. or also would sing? Uh, also would sing, but nice. like full out dance. Like, I mean, nice. full out I dance. I would love to see something it was like that. Like, That'd be badass. In the 10th grade, it was incredible. Yeah. Because like they rehearsed for months so like it looked amazing yeah yeah so like we met there at the michael jackson concert you and snoop me and snoop and so he was like my first boyfriend which was like how much was he older than you no we were the same age um how old like what year were you uh a sophomore going into my junior year Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. 10th like the summer going into the 11th grade Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm And but it was like just weird. And he was like a little like thug, little like hood boy that it was like exciting to me because I was like, oh, he's in the streets. Like he's running the streets. It's great. Running the streets, but then we eventually broke up. Me and Snoopy, and then, was he like um, legit in the streets? By the way, like, he was, was he? but yeah. now he like he was like legit. Like him and his little friends, they had like a little gang, and like it was so dumb. But they were like out and about. <laughs> And I'm like, of course, that was like my first legit boyfriend. And I was like, where's I'm 16. Uh My boyfriend. (laughs) I need to go to work at my site at the science museum. Well, my thug boyfriend is on the streets. My God. Well, you know what? But then my second boyfriend, Steve, we called him white boy, Steve. Well, great. Great, great, great. And he was a white boy. You really did. But he was like, damn. Many of us do, which is like, we sort of flip to like the exact opposite of whatever Mm -hmm. our last relationship was. Yes. But he was like down. Okay. Like he was like with it and like Mm -hmm. hung out and everything. Um, White boy Steve. White boy Steve. Bless him. Bless his heart. (laughs) Steve. Steve, could you bring Sam Neill in here, please? I got a double doozy for you. A double Uh, doozy. Uh, what and so when you guys were touring in with the theater stuff, uh-huh. were you was it like um because I know it was a hot topic, was <laughs> it like uh like we're also gonna do this kind of like peer community stuff? Like I've had some friends of mine I almost feel like maybe some people from Groundlings, I'm trying to think, but like where they kind of get into that like and we went to other schools and we did these like very intense uh dramatic scenes about like uh-huh. having safe sex or mm-hmm. like about not doing drugs. Was there a informative part of it or were you just straight up doing like we're doing this like new play that so and so wrote or we're doing the Shakespeare thing? We or did because uh, we did do stuff that like pieces that we wrote so it would be like about sex and like not doing stuff too early yeah. or like being dumped. But it was kind of informative because then with some schools we would do like a talk back, which 
just now thinking yeah. back. We had that. We had probably was so weird because we were like, also yeah. 15 and 16. <laughs> and we're like talking like we know like, yeah, I wrote that poem after. All that has to happen is you get put in a position of authority and suddenly you have to have that authority. You become this thing. But yeah, we would do like, especially we would go to some middle schools. So they yeah. were younger than you us. So then yeah. we would do talkbacks. But even for the high schools we did. And we talked a lot about the process because they were... Which was kind of nice. They were always like fascinated that we like wrote everything ourselves. Yeah, that's and that. huge. They were like, I wish someone would have like inspired me and encouraged yeah. me to write more as a young mm-hmm. person. And so a lot of it was how we took our personal experiences and had the courage to write about them and not be embarrassed yeah. about writing about you know heartache or yeah i love that excuse me things like that so yeah we did that, that a lot the honesty mm-hmm. of that is very like that is what i think more kids need to yeah and, and that's a generational thing like even a generation mm-hmm. before that i feel like or even kids who are in high school like in the 80s yeah 70s well maybe the 70s i don't know things like <laughs> got a little bit groovy but it feels like that's that's something that feels special and it feels like it's getting more and more like that. That sort yeah. of honesty of like, yeah, you know, I did get my heart broken and like, yeah. that's okay. And, and we would like stay and have it. lunch with them. We would stay at a lot of schools and eat so that we, we would all kind of like eat together. So then yeah. it was kind of like, we can still hang out after the show. And yeah, mm-hmm. that's really cool. I mean, that yeah. does seem like it would create a confidence level for you engaging with strangers and, yeah. you know, kind of getting a sense of like the world outside your world. Plus moving from, to, you know, to a vastly different city at a young yeah. age, I think also probably got you yeah. mm-hmm. pretty used to like, yep, you know, things are different. That's, yeah. I could deal with it. Like Pick I can up adapt on your to these environments. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, what, at the science museum, what drew you to that? Was that still, that was still obviously part of kind of like, I'm interested in. Yeah. Well, my mom found that for me and I think cause she knew that I was into science. Like I always loved animals as a kid and like all types of museums. And like, Mm -hmm. um, New Orleans had like a really good children's museum when I was good. So my, me and my dad would go a lot. Yeah. Um, and we also, our aquarium in New Orleans is like amazing. So I love the aquarium. I love the zoo. I did like, zoo things through my elementary school there we would do like these zoo programs or we would it'd be like weeks where we would go to the audubon zoo and just like have after school zoo time so i think she knew that i always dug like that type of thing so somehow she heard about um and i started as a preschool assistant and then worked my way up to a counselor and then i eventually was like a camp coordinator for them so i did and what's like the, the whole camp gamut. like is it like a week the in camps, the summer of or? yeah they do a camp every week of the summer and um they're different themes and so like for the preschoolers it was like winnie the pooh they like made ice cream and stuff like that but then you get to like campasaurus and like your dinosaur camps we did harry potter camps once that, that got big so cool. and that was always over harry potter's birthday which is in july he's a cancer <laughs> and um <laughs> Yes, but we would do like a birthday party for him. But then you, you know, bring in and they were so cool because you brought in the science behind like Quidditch. You brought in the science I behind making not love that, you know, yeah. dragons. Uh, what about dra- like also like the idea of like, well, how would a dragon really work? Mm-hmm. Like, how does the, you know, how does how the, the fire work? Fire. We made like money. So we made uh, like the what is the wizard money called? Well, like they have like the different but we made the different denominations. Yeah. We did like potions and spells like. So they actually got to physically, we made you know how many of like us full grown adults would be like, I'm going to Harry Potter camp. And and they found such a great way to do everything. So yeah, yeah, each week there were different types of camps. And so each week I got to do a different camp for the entire summer. And it was so fun. That is so fun. Because even when you repeated, like there was like Lego camp, there was like, uh, um, yeah, like um, type of like engineering camp. So they would build, create cities. You had, um, and even like the dinosaur camps were so cool. Um, they made like cast of like, you know, um, Velociraptor claws and yeah. things like that they could take home. And like, 
it was just so fun. We had like casino camps where like you learn the science behind gaming and like just every thing you and then the museum there is awesome. I also did like I was a sleepaway counselor. So like when schools would come to do like campings, yeah. I did that. But like just their exhibits are like, I mean, they had like a Star Wars exhibit there once that was amazing. And it was like, they recreated worlds like the Wookiee world. And like, they were like, if we did this and if they did that God, and how so Star Wars great. could be real. And yeah. like, they had like G-Force rides so you could feel what it would feel like to be yeah. on the Millennium Falcon. Oh. And like all these. So like, it was just so fun. It was like one of the best jobs I ever had. God, I love this. Because going so much. to work, I just like after I would get off, I would just go to the museum and yeah. like just see the new exhibits, go to the IMAX, like see all the new movies at the Omni. Yeah. It was amazing. It, it just seems like you're constantly sparking your own interest. imagination yeah. and interest, and, and like, that's that why feeling. I loved it. Yeah, that is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. God, I have to tell you, this is uh, first of all, I cannot believe how fast this time passed. Uh, second of all, I always end my episodes with a mash game and I th- want to give us enough time because I know we're yeah. going to come in around an hour and uh, I want to give enough time to get into this because I feel like you're going to be real good at this <laughs> because this mash game is, you know, I like to make categories based on yes. stuff we've talked about and regular listeners of this podcast know that a lot of uh, the questions I like to ask are things like, no, we'll start with this as the first category. This is just the perfect segue. It's like, I don't even want, I just got to get right into this uh, after what you just said. Is you, you a vacation home, a place where you would have a vacation home. But what I like to do is a vacation, a fictitious, imaginary vacation home mm. where like a world inside of a movie or a comic book or a book, those worlds are mm-hmm. where you get to go and visit and hang out and like take a vacation. So it could be like Wookiee World exactly. or it could be Hogwarts. Yeah. But So you give me three. Have you played MASH before? Yes. Okay. So you give me three. You know, you'll end up with one. Vacation home. So your vacation home and your um, sort of alternate universe um uh, oh now i'm trying to think of everything i've and it could read. also be like underwater or on pluto like it could still yeah. be you know something that exists but isn't re- realistic um one i would say uh a vacation home god i would say where would i think now i'm like oh what have i where have i been what would be, <laughs> would be awesome a vacation home um one would be um I'm going to say uh, Isla Nublar. Okay. In What's, Jurassic Park. Oh, that's there like you go. The Great. island that's site A. So nice. I just think it would be cool to not live there. Yeah. In theory, if the park is together. Yeah. yeah. Just to be there and to see the dinosaurs up yeah. close and personal. I think absolutely. would be dope. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is exactly what the, this is what the game is for. Yes. Um, Another vacation home would be... I'm trying to think of some anywhere like cool that I've ever read that I think is just like fun. Yeah. Um, where else would I want to go? I space creeps me out. Yeah, I hear it you. makes my nerves so bad. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, I I don't know why what came up was um that like cute that like other world and what dreams may come that oh, like yeah. super colorful no, like that's great. <laughs> I think that's a great so one weird, but I don't know why that popped up. Like, but it is that kind of like, because that one is almost like wishing for more wishes, which is a great thing. Because yeah. it's almost like it can be a million different things. Yeah. But it is that very sense of like magic. Like mm-hmm. that's where, I think that's great. I'm going to put what dreams may come. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. I just want to say 
um, the lost city of Atlantis. Oh, I, yeah. I would just I be curious it. to see like it. what like I love it all tropical and fantastical. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Anything also that solves uh, an age old mystery, mm-hmm. uh, I'm on board for. Okay, great. Uh, next one is uh, I'm just going to jump into this one because it's one of my faves, um, and I think. There's probably like a corollary between how early I bring this up versus how hungry I am. Oh. Because I'm fairly hungry, it's oh. coming in at number two. Three foods that in this world, either you're allergic to or you just like, I wish I could eat this all day long, but like I would, you know, have a heart attack or right. whatever. In this alternate mash universe, these foods are good for you. And uh, you can have it with a snap of a finger. So it would just appear whenever you wanted it. And it could be as specific as like, oh my God, this one bakery in New Orleans had this right. amazing this. Or it could be just, you know, some like mashed potatoes or whatever. Right. Ice cream. Great. Because I'm lactose intolerant. I hear so you. without a pill, I'd love to just eat as much without hurting. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Um, I would say... This is stereotypical, but fried chicken. Oh, I so love. I like. I lo- love fried, specifically fried chicken wings. The drummies, the little drums, yeah. and the little wing. I would love to eat as much and not gain a pound. I yeah. just love it so much. Yeah. And um, steak. I love mm-hmm, mm-hmm. meat. Like I just love meat. Yeah. Without meat. doing nothing to my heart, I just yeah. want to eat all the meats. I get it. God, <laughs> I was just thinking. It's funny because they're so different from one another. But like the two. The two meals where if they're real good, that I almost have that like you're almost sad because you know it's going to be over at the end experience is really good sushi, but also like a really good fried chicken dinner, which I am gluten. I'm telling you, fried gluten allergic, so I can't like they haven't really. I haven't had like this is amazing gluten free fried chicken at all. And that feeling of like just biting into that first piece, and then what you and then your sides, and it's that feeling of like it's it, it's <gasps> so good. So like, I could have a fried stuff. chicken dinner every yeah. night if it was so not. It, it's so good. I yeah. love it. In that way, it is kind of like pizza, where you're like, oh, they figured it out. Like there's just like a per mm-hmm. like there's something about this is so perfect that like it's science. It's like chemistry. It's so like good. somehow this is perfect. I love it. Couldn't agree more. Uh, okay, let's do. Um, uh, the, let's do three alternate universe uh, husband, boyfriend, sexy time. It could be someone you just would like want to have a one night stand with. It could be like your sort of alternate universe companion. Uh, three, it could be someone from fiction. It can be just a role that an actress played. It could be an actor. It could be an actress. Ooh. Totally up to you. Alternate universe. I would say um, first off, um, Achilles from Troy. Amazing. Brad Pitt's Achilles. Perfect. Perfect. I love him. Second, from the same movie, I'm going to say. <laughs> Get it out there. Eric Bana's oh Hector. God. I loved Hector. I also loved Hector. Like, yeah. Like some, I don't know what, I was just like, yes, Eric Bana, you will give me my whole life in this movie. <laughs> you will give me everything. I do love Eric Bana. I wish he was in more. I feel I like I could watch him in tons more. I loved He's him. He's very special. And the third one that just popped up, Um, I don't know why I love Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> I do too. Something about him. He's so, he has this, look at me and my white men. Oh, you just picked two guys who played Hulk. Oh, so maybe. Look at that. There might be a. Look at that. You got the guy, both of them, you sense that they have, they're very gentle. They're probably great fathers. But they have a dark side. And they have like a monster green side. Nice. Mark Ruffalo. Love it. Uh, Wonderful. Um, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but I saw him where I get, sometimes I like if I'm buying plants and stuff at Uh the nursery. I saw him there with his kid once and it was that moment of like, of course I'm seeing you with your kid at like a plant nursery. This is the cutest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And it's like, great. Yeah. It was, it was real great. Okay, great. Uh, okay. Next category will be, um, 
let's do alternate universe careers. Let's say in these mm. alternate universes, versions of Lyric are off doing other things. So three oh. dream careers. And it, and it can be like, you know what? It's all of the good and none of the bad. Yes. Um, well, I would say forensic scientist. Great. I think it's I my like low key alternate dream job would be like a CSI. I think it's so interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Are you into those kinds of these shows? Guys know I'm like fast. Like I'm obsessed with true crime podcasts. So. Me too. True crime okay. podcasts. I love seeing. Like I just love the science behind yeah. how to figure out, like to put together. Because to me, it's just like a puzzle of yeah. like what happened. Yeah. So I think it's so interesting to I me that too. you can work backwards and figure out. Like that's what fascinates me. That I'm like you too. can get all that from bones or. Yeah. From blood splatter or, yeah. you know, like, what? <laughs> Bless you. I'm allergic to bones. Um, I'm amazed. Like, yeah. I remember. No, I couldn't agree more. What really got me, this is a side tangent. We keep going. Um, Especially with crime stuff because it's like putting order to chaos. I think there's something very reassuring about that. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know what? We can track you down. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like that. And I remember at the Science Museum, which is how we had like a paleontologist class, and what really got me into it was that we found out that like for, um, Digging up like old human bones, you can tell from a woman's pelvic bones how many children she's had. And I thought it was so, and I was like, what? And they were like, each time they get, I guess like your pelvic bone kind of breaks a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And so they were like, you can tell how like thick the scar and like how many lines. Yeah. That's how many children have broken the pelvic bone. They're like, unless it's a C-section, whereas like now. Right. It we how we're going, it'd be like harder. But she, but they were like in ancient times, you can see she had you know right away. And I was like, that shit blows I my mind. I couldn't agree more. I think that is so. And, and also, like, imagine being there for the moments of discovery of those things. Like the idea that someone's like, "Holy shit!" I think, I think this. Like, we got to test this a few more times. But I think maybe I figured out. Like, because yeah. I always think that when I'm at the last time I was at the Natural History Museum in New York, mm-hmm. I and you and I was looking at. I was in the like the ancient peoples section. Yeah. I all I became obsessed with the idea of like when because i don't know and i'm sure the answer is very easy to find out but when did we start creating museums like how far into our evolution as a as a species were we interested enough in the people who came before us to like put it aside to be like because like i don't know like what if it like i i don't know what if you know what if like Two thousand years into being humans, it was like, would you like to come into this cave? And exactly, see these bones and exactly. See this jewelry that was we have like, no we idea. You know what I mean? I, just I think, think it's that's so, so interesting. Cool. So that would be one of them. Yeah. Um, I think another would be uh, a teacher. Great. Um, and another would be, I think, an architect. I used to love Legos when I was nice. little, so I think just like putting stuff together yeah. would be dope. Fantastic, fantastic. Okay, let's do. Uh, let's do. Um, alternate universe sort of like mentor slash BFF. So this is a person from life, living or dead, any time in history that, you know, you, you, when you call them, they're like, what's mm-hmm. up? Like, let's go ooh, hang out. But also, fun. do you have anything you want to ask me? I would say, ooh, alternate universe mentor, uh, BFF. Um, I don't know why one of the first one I came up was Eartha Kit. Oh, wonderful. Um, I just think she's so interesting. Like, I love just how sassy she is. Like, just, yeah, I love that. Um, Past or present, I would say, um, uh, I would be Cleopatra. Like, she was just, you know, like, just a queen. Like, just like, I want to know what girl. And she, like, invented the first birth control. Like, I'd be very curious about what your life was about, girl. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, other oh, BFF, I don't know this. Uh, this I don't know if this is like a good or a bad. Uh, who else? Fan or fiction? Um, who would be a fun? Now, BFF? now, were you were you about to say someone that you were like maybe I don't want that person? Lisa I was going to say Marilyn Monroe. Oh yeah, 
just because she's just interesting to yeah. me. Again, you want to solve that puzzle, I think, too. Yeah, I like, think just want to know what's going on here. What's going on here, yeah. just to talk to her. Um, but, um, or I would say... Um, <laughs> this is so random. Kristen Wiig's character in Knocked Up. <laughs> great. That great. weird r- assistant. Oh my God. To be like, what is your life so about? Funny. <laughs> so funny. That's great. That's a great one. Oh God. Um, okay, great. Uh, next category. Let's do. This sucks because I feel like someone just gave me some really fun new mash categories. I'm going to look up really quick to Ooh. see if I can find because I remember seeing it come through and being like, oh, I don't have a chance to read this right now. And I feel like it was very recent. So this is kind of an indulgence on my yes. part, which, by the way, I will never uh, bother editing out. So yeah. everyone can just enjoy the fact this. that I'm making you and everyone else wait. Um, Even though I will say side random addition to that would be Jennifer Coolidge as a BFF. Oh, also great. I love her. Also so great okay girl this okay is oh this is cool uh this is actually perfect um because uh this is from uh kendra and she gave me um subjects you would teach so that's oh. fun because that kind of be, the, then we can cover the teacher thing even if you don't end up with teacher right subjects i would teach um one would be uh human sexuality Ooh. i took that class in college and it was amazing that's great um i would teach um i think i would teach like um I just made science fiction science. I don't yeah. even know what that is, but no, like, I no, just no. was like, it's brilliant. That's because like, I was just having a conversation with someone about Frank Herbert's Dune and the fact that someone did a podcast, uh, episode. It's not a podcast I usually listen to, but I remember thinking it was awesome. Cause they did that thing. Mm-hmm. Like you were talking about with the camp. It would have been a week of like Dune technology. Yeah. Because apparently a lot of scientists are like, he was really onto something like he anticipated stuff that mm-hmm. like we definitely do now and stuff. So yes. I, I think do that's that. great. Science fiction science is brilliant. And I would also do, um, uh, uh, recipes of res- Westeros, a cooking class. Oh, that's great. Oh my God. Who, this is like a, I don't know who else I could have asked this first question to for mash that would have answered it so well. This is, feels like a, a little bit of kind of kismet. Westeros, amazing. Okay. Uh, I'm going to just continue and see what else we have. Yeah. Um, oh, this is also crazy because you said architect. Non-traditional materials you would use to build a home. Oh. Kendra, you're hitting it out of the park. Non-traditional. I would say maybe uh, seashells because they're like really pretty and reflective. Yes. Like if you got the rainbow ha- tent, right? I love it. Um, non-traditional materials. Um, what else would I use to build a home? non-traditional well i guess non-traditional just i would say maybe like um i want to say foam i love it because that also appeals to me with like the sort of um children's museum idea of like yeah. did you ever have one of those i remember i went to one in boston when i was really little where you could like put on like velcro and you could like velcro up the wall almost yeah, like spider-man so you I could have that. like a bunch of weird elements and of just your foam house mm-hmm. so you, obviously you're very safe you could bounce up against a wall and like almost yes. trampoline style um, i love it and oh, i would say done. sand maybe like right. we don't do a lot of houses in sand that could be cool we just don't do a lot of it anymore i guess adobe is sand and oh i guess so and like water i look really nervous being from arizona (laughs) i should know this (laughs) oh shit what is adobe made out of besides sand and water water and there's some key element missing i think that is very important yeah (laughs) straw maybe like grasses and straws yeah oh god bless all right uh and then i'm just gonna go with her final one because she gave me three new categories um this one's fun this is good for an improviser too because i don't know what i would say and i'm excited to hear what you will uh Uh, you can invent an extra month of the year oh where would you slide it in what would be like the thing that that month would like celebrate or do and what would it be called 
three. You have to come up with three. three. You're okay. really in the hot seat right now. Wow. So my first one would be. <laughs> um, I think I would call it Sanuary. Sanuary, love it. Sanuary would go in right at the end of February, between February and March. Okay, great. And it would just be to extend February and to extend Black History Month a little oh, bit longer. I love it. What to a give great us answer. extra time to That's really great. do stuff that would be Sanuary. Then I would do um. Luna. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And Thank that would reason. be um, between May and June. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it would just to be to extend the spring. Great. Before the summer hits us hot. Like almost yep. like a nice month of 70s. Mm-hmm. Great. Before we get hot, hot, God, hot. I love this. I love but this without category. the rain. Like yep. just, you know. Yeah. And then I would do, um, um, oh, I would do Freya. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? Freya? Freya. Great, great, um, great, That great. would be between December and January. Yeah. And I think I would do this one as, you know, all over globally, a month for everyone to experience white winter, yeah, but without really, it being so cold. Yeah, like so, the magical part of Yes, yeah, so it would winter, ideally, like some winter. magic would kick in and it yeah. would be kind of not too frig- frigid, yeah. but everyone could experience snow and building snowmen and <laughs> like great. sledding and tubing. I love it. I'm laughing because I, like you said, ideally some kind of magic would kick in. <laughs> it's great. Some kind. It's great. Uh, this is amazing. Okay, I'm really excited about all of this. Um, so all the remains is for you, me to do my like my little squiggles or whatever. So you kind of just tell me I'm gonna start here, and you just tell me when to stop, and it, then I'll use that. I'll be like, oh, three rings, and then I'll go one, two, three, cross out. Oh, so, okay. Uh, so no pressure, but this will determine your future. Yeah. Uh, okay, tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pause this. Do some very important calculations. <laughs> I will come back with your scientific. 100% guaranteed fictional mash future. Thank you. It's about to get real magic is in here. Is it real magical? Uh, this is great. Okay. Um, the one th- <laughs> the one thing that's jumping out at me in terms of like where to start that it just is funny to me is um, I want you to know that wherever you are, whoever you end up with, all of this <laughs> stuff re- may revolve around the fact that you can eat unlimited meat. Yeah, <laughs> meat, 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 meat. Just meat. No harm to animals somehow. No harm to your stomach somehow. Ow. Just cholesterol's great. Cholesterol never better. Never better. I love it. Dream meat. Uh listen that, and also like if you're a real meat lover, I don't know. Maybe it's possible that some of the creatures near your vacation home might be nervous, but they needn't be because your meat is magic meat. So those dinosaurs on East Lublin. Yeah, safe. <laughs> Where you have a beautiful house are going to be just fine. And I assume it's a house you built yourself because I know you to be an architect. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Self-built house. Not, 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 uh, and also no uh, small feet because your house is built of sand. (laughs) So you have a beautiful sand house on Isla Nublar. Yes. A lot of meat in there. A lot of meat. Now, I don't know how much meat is used in the recipes of Westeros, but I already yes. taught that class. So that's yeah. a, a way that you learn to cook with it. A lot of meat. All different kinds. Yes. No, you're not just limited to meat. I want to let you know whatever they've got in Westeros. Not only do you know how to make it, you've, you've taught I'm others. Teaching it. I'm you've teaching taught it. Others. You're teaching dinosaurs. I don't know how smart these creatures turned out to be. Uh, so fantastic on that. Um, now, you're on this island. That's pretty tropical, but I don't want you to worry. Because between December and January, 
some magic kicks in. Yes. You I get yourself a, a winter snow. wonderland for a whole month <laughs> without any of the mess and muss and fuss. Yes. Nothing uncomfortable about it. Pure magic. Pure Delightful. dream. You can revel in that with your super awkward friend, Kristen Wiig's character from Top Top. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, where she's like, I don't know if I should like this. Should I like this? Should, should I, I like this? this? Do I like this? Do I like this? Be honest with us. Yes. Fantastic. I uh, love it. And... All of this you were sharing as well with, I'm very pleased that you ended up with him uh, after everything we talked about with uh, the very delightful Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo, yeah. you gotta he love it. He feels that. like the right companion for all of this. Yes, I have he to would say. be. Uh, and he's gonna be very patient with that Kristen Wiig <laughs> character. So, um, well done. This is a uh, nice, this is good work right here. This it's is nice good work. Mash. This nice is a good up. weekend spent right here. It is. You could do nothing for the rest of the weekend, you know. I got that. You got a lot done. I, I have it. tapped on things more during this podcast than i ever have on any podcast i'm like rapping on the floor pounding on the carpet uh Lyric, thank you so thank you much for having me what a joy i'm so excited to see you up at Sketchfest yes uh, this month and um where can people find you i know you're online we know you're on twitter yes i'm on twitter um uh snapchat snapchat great i try Thank to God. keep you're doing snap that nice I and fun am, have not done it i try to keep them fun a lot great. of mine are about sitting in traffic so great. you'll get to see that um yeah. Instagram. Are you just at Lyric Lewis? Uh, yeah, I think I'm just at Lyric Lewis on Snapchat. Or maybe Lyric D. Lewis, but should we just be Lyric Lewis? I think it's it Lyric Google. Lewis on, also on Instagram. Great, great. And um, yeah, or come see a show. Come see a Groundling show. Yeah. Um, Friday night, um, it's a sketch show at 8 improv jam at 10 o'clock or two sketch shows back to back Saturday night so come you are busy on Fridays and Saturdays that. yes my weekends are snatched yeah and the ones that you're doing in uh, uh, San Francisco you're doing the crazy Uncle Joe which is improv and Teen Witch you're doing Teen Witch great which is uh, yeah so I get to sing and dance I'm excited about that yeah that's but great yes. I love Colleen uh, I love Brian. I love all the groundlings. I'm so yeah. glad we finally met. I'm really happy that you are doing this show. I'm so excited. Um, sweet. Okay, guys. Well, uh, 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 I will talk to you next time on the podcast. Uh, Lyric probably will not, but that doesn't mean she's going to, she might come back for a part two. Boom. We barely scratched the surface, I feel. Boom. Uh, all right. Uh, bye, guys. Bye. As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by The Amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.